To support our work at the Izzy and Mortada Picture Show and the work of other independent creators like us, sign up to listen to the podcast on Nebula. Nebula is the creator-owned streaming platform that hosts great videos and podcasts like the one you're listening to now. Sign up today at nebula.tv slash picture show, and you will get access to this podcast plus other great podcasts and videos. Sign up at Nebula and help support independent media creators. That's nebula.tv slash picture show. Hi, I'm Mortada. And I'm Izzy. And welcome to the Izzy and Mortada Picture Show. Mortada, today we are talking about Nyad, which is the latest from Annette Benning and Jodie Foster, our, our um, resident queens, um, and from the directors Jimmy Chin, Elizabeth Chai, Vasarhelyi. So, Nyad. Let's get right into it, Murtada. Murtada. Let's do it. I'm so excited to talk about Nyad because we saw it together and we had such a good time watching it together. It's true. We had a very good time. And I don't think it's maybe for the reason that the filmmakers intended, but, <laughs> yes. but that's okay. That's okay. Yes. Um, all right. For a, a quick summary, for those of you who might not know what Nyad is, um, this film follows 64-year-old marathon swimmer Diana Nyad, who attempts to become the first person ever to swim from Cuba to Florida. Now, Diana Nyad um, is a real-life woman who basically became famous in, I would say, like the 70s and 80s for these long marathon swims, like across the English Channel or... I don't, I don't remember what some of the other ones were, but they're very long distances taking, you know up to 24 hours to basically like of continuous swimming in the open ocean um, for which she became very famous and um, famously flopped in her swim from Cuba to Florida in, I, in the eighties, I think. When she was um, in her twenties, maybe to keep saying 28, 20s. right? 28. Yes. yes. Um, and so when she's 64, she decides, you know, she's lost her purpose in life and she wants to take another stab at this extraordinarily long swim that no one has ever um, actually achieved before. And everybody thinks she's crazy because she's 64 mm -hmm. and even a healthy young marathon swimmer can do it correctly. But she believes that with the right changes in their approach, maybe like a mm -hmm. different route to take or different technology with swimsuits and things like that, she might be able to do it. Um, so she recruits her best friend, crucially not lover, but best friend. Ex-lover, right? Ex-lover. Ex I was I was just about to say you I omitted the most important point, the crucial point. They're lesbians. They're lesbians, baby. <laughs> and Harold, um, they're lesbians. Yes. <laughs> and so Jodie Foster is truly in her element here um as best friend, former lover, and now coach who inspires Diana from the sidelines and mm -hmm. I guess deals with her very difficult personality. Yes. Um, so Murtada, why don't you start us off? I, this played at Newfest, first of all. Yes. Um, so 
can you talk about it like from your perspective as a programmer and what you were thinking about it before we saw it together? So I have nothing to say about it as a programmer because this was one of the very few films that the programming team program that I did not see and had no say mm-hmm. in um, whether or not it plays the festival. And we should say this is going to be on Netflix. It is. Netflix I, think, I think it's already on Netflix. Oh, so, well, there you go. <laughs> so we're going to spoil. It's on Netflix, which means it's available to a lot more people than we usually talk about here in yep. on this podcast. So we're going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen Nyad and you mind spoilers, put us on pause, go watch it, okay, but and also- then come back. And we also, can- it's a real life event. Okay, yeah, so like, like- <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, like I said, I have no notes on 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 the programming part of it, but I just found it as a spectator, a member of the audience. I found it really fun. Um, I had such a good time. I think it's camp. I think it's the comedy of the year. I think Annette Benning is hilarious as this woman. Um, I think you were the one who sort of noticed it first when we were together, like that it's a meme generator. There are so many mm-hmm. scenes in this movie that are going to play in short form um, on the internet. But like maybe that wasn't the filmmaker's intention, but it doesn't matter because I really had a lot of fun. I love both Annette Bening and Jodie Foster. Annette especially, yeah. I think, is a wonderful actor and I have loved her for many years. I think what I like about Annette Bening is that when you look at something like um, 20th Century Woman, which is, mm-hmm. to me, very preachy, very serious, very psychobabble analysis about, you know, you react to things and this is how people do and this is who influenced me and all these very serious things. But Annette Benning comes in with a performance that's very steadfast, but also in on the jokes. She punctures that sentimentality. She has this no-nonsense thing about her is that even when she's playing a real person or a real character or a big dramatic actress or somebody who is the best mom in the world or a not very good mom she punctures everything with her no nonsense that it makes it very realistic to me it makes it like people I know in real life who are just like yeah we can talk about our feelings but also you know we gotta just live our lives um and so she does that all the time she did it in the kids are all right too which was another story that could have very easily became sentimental and preachy about this lesbian couple raising um, you know, to teenagers and all of that. And she comes in and she's so real and so steadfast, but also just a little bit of humor that she knows, not that she's not in character, but that she knows kind of how these people live and what what that would be like, even though the theme of the movie might be serious about this these life-changing things. She is able to make it more realistic with her sense of humor and just her presence. And I think she does that in Nyad. And I think this is why the movie works because the, the Diana Nyad is prickly. She is very um, uh, just not nice to anybody around her. <laughs> she is lonely and you can, and you can say why she is lonely is because people don't want to be around her because she is my way or the highway all the time. But when you have Annette Benning right there, you know, doing her head tilt and speaking with her hands and, you know, wearing the short crop blonde hair and looking at Jodie Foster like that, you're like, okay, this is fun to watch. Like I'm watching an amazing actor 
just give a great performance, but also knowing that maybe she's better than the movie or maybe that the script is not that good and she needs to do something to make it enjoyable for the audience, which is what I appreciate about her. Mm -hmm. I think probably some context here around like who these filmmakers are is really useful Mm -hmm. when thinking about these films. Um, To my knowledge, I think this is their first narrative. Yes. Correct? Yes. Okay, so yes, this is their first narrative, but you probably recognize them from free solo or mm-hmm. Meru, um, which are documentaries, I believe about like climbers. Um, they, what they enjoy doing, they enjoy um, making films about people who go to extremes and are really challenging themselves in nature. Uh-huh, exactly. And so like it requires, it's kind of like they're, they're pulling apart these personalities to kind of understand the instinct to want to f- challenge yourself in this way and also um, what it requires physically to like achieve these athletic feats. Um, and so like Nyad is kind of the perfect uh, story for them to tackle. But what I think they possibly like don't have like a sense of how to tell that story in a narrative way, like in a tasteful way, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, <laughs> because like, I think that you're right. Like everything Annette Benning does, like she is able to bring harsh realities with her characters. Like she's really, really good at that. And that's what she's doing here. But it's mm-hmm. like, I think um, what it, the performance that it reminded me most of, and this might seem extreme, was um Faye Dunaway and Mommy Dearest. <laughs> Where... I mean, it's not that extreme. That's no, no, also no, an not... enjoyable performance. No, no, it's not. It's not that extreme. I recognize that. But I mm. think it's just like she's going so hard and like hammering home the intensity of this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, So like just taking really big swings that sometimes like it's just kind of funny how intense she is and like how kind of out of her mind she is Mm -hmm. about these things and she has like this character has no subtlety she has like inner thoughts but they're not really played out in dialogue they're played out in flashbacks Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so like everything that she does is very kind of like exaggerated and next level um and and like there's kind of I mean it's an athletic story but there is kind of like a grand guignol aspect to it where it's like this older woman trying to recapture her her former glory and like kind of her face like becomes distorted because she goes through all these injuries and all of these things that jellyfish keeps biting into her in the water she's like wearing this crazy rubber mask to to like prevent jellyfish stings and all of these things that just feel very like hollywood and very like i don't know like it it almost like verges on that kind of horror to me (laughs) yeah totally no i i didn't think of that but i totally see where you're coming from yeah absolutely um and i think you know you touched on it but i think the filmmakers kind of think that all right we have um the protagonist of our film is a swimmer and this is about a swim. So most of the time they'll be swimming. So we need to do something that's not swimming. And what they do is kind of like strange things, which is like Mm -hmm. they, you know, they have the voiceover, they have flashbacks to when Nyad 
was a teenager. So we see her with the other swimmers and with her trainer then. And they do these things of like these fantasy things. Like she says, oh, I saw the Taj Mahal. So they actually show us the Taj Mahal underwater. And yeah. I'm like, um, <laughs> you did not need to you be so to. literal. Yeah, what, the joke what, works. The joke works, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what they needed to do more of is to just concentrate on Annette Benning herself, whether she's in the water or out of the water, because like you said, the, the things around her in the water, the mask, the swimsuit, the jellyfish, the way they feed her, because this is a swim that takes two and a half days or three days, the way they feed her, all of these things are like visually interesting. And Annette Benning has the face, even if it is a face under a swim cap in the water to tell us so much. So that's what they should have been doing. And also just, and I think they did a lot of scenes of Annette Benning outside the water, which was the best scenes in the movie when she's outside mm-hmm. the water and kind of just if you just forget the 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 task at hand that she has to cross from Cuba to Florida, just yeah. following this very prickly, interesting antag- antagonist. She's the protagonist, but she's kind of antagonizing everyone else in the movie. So she is the protagonist yeah. as antagonist and even antagonizing her own ability and age and all of these things. I think like that was the most interesting thing. Just put your camera on a net. She knows what to do. Yeah, I mean... It's interesting. Like I was thinking a lot about William Friedkin weirdly um, when I was thinking about this movie and like the transition from documentary to um, narrative filmmaking, because he was a documentary filmmaker before or like TV live kind of documentaries before um, he moved into narrative. And a lot of his visual style is like marked by that kind of filmmaking like shot from a distance or like very naturalized like handheld kind of stuff that he'll do like I just watched the French connection again yeah and thinking about like how much time and space he gives things to let them play out so you kind of get a sense of like a feeling of, of an environment which this film like doesn't really necessarily want to give you like it's trying to hone in on the personality but mm-hmm. like if you think about, you know, the whole pr- purpose of this swim is that it like is difficult because it takes 48 hours at least. Mm-hmm. The, um, but I don't think there's like a long shot of her swimming in the entire film. Like, do you like do you, I'm trying to say, like, if you want to get a sense of how tedious and kind of like boring this process actually would be for most people involved like a long shot of them just watching her swim for like three minutes mm. do you know what i mean yeah yeah of yeah just yeah, like, yeah like almost like making it boring because it kind of is but that's kind of i don't know i think more informative of what that journey is actually like as opposed to like I don't know, the countdown clock and all of these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, I hear to, like, you. Really speed it up, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, um, yeah, this movie is, is, is a very strange piece. But I think one of the best things about it that we both agree is not just Annette, but also Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. She is, um, I'll let you talk about her a little bit but just I just want to say you know the big marketing sell for this movie that you know you see is that Jodie Foster is playing queer for the very first time mm-hmm. but 
whatever we don't know the sexuality of all her characters so but it is the first time that that she is outwardly playing a lesbian at Mm -hmm. least that the film announces to you as a lesbian and um I just think she's wonderful also she just looks great um and she's I know she's so in shape I don't understand I mean I do because she's like rich (laughs) and good looking but like still yeah but she also really plays off at um and at Benning and she proves that cliche of like oh my god she was the heart of the movie she is the heart of the movie because like I said the Diana Nyad character is like the protagonist's antagonist but then they need someone to play off them someone who the who's like the audience's surrogate who can see yeah 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 this woman is kind of terrible but if I love her then maybe you can just watch a movie about her for two hours. And Jodi mm. does that so well. Yeah, I think um, what's really smart about that casting is that, like, beyond the the queer aspect of it, which it is really nice to just see Jodie Foster be able to have lines that are like, oh, I'm going to hook you up with this woman. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. that's just really, that's really lovely. Yeah. But I think what's really smart about it is, like, audience members are used to seeing Jodie Foster in control. They're used to seeing Jodie Foster as somebody who's in control and they're used to seeing Jodie Foster as somebody who doesn't take shit from anybody. Mm -hmm. And so when you have her in this space with uh, Annette Bening and Diana and I who is just so controlling and so overwhelming, like, there's kind of an extra sympathy that you give Jodie Foster's character because you don't like seeing Jodie Foster specifically in that situation. Like, you know, she's stronger than that. You know, she's smarter than that. And you're rooting for her to kind of get out of it. And maybe a way that like a left or a more passive actor might not like get that generosity from the audience, if that makes sense. Mm. And so I hear I, you. Yeah. Yeah. So like, with Jodie Foster um you're like there's only so much that she can take she's too strong she's too smart and so when she finally bites back a little bit um you know that she means it and she's serious mm-hmm. and that her character is smart enough to like really give consideration to like whether or not she's going to come back and help Diana in her final push yeah yeah She's so good in it. She's so good. And then a lot of it kind of sort of depends of her to explain what's going on, right? So she's mm-hmm. the one who's saying, oh, the, the you know, there's Reese Evans who plays, is that how you say his name anyway, that guy from uh, Notting Hill, he plays the... Um, the captain of the ship, but sort of it's in their conversations that you kind of know what's going wrong or what's going right, where the the wind is going and where the streams are going and where the jellyfish are appearing. So a lot of her role is to explain these things. A, a lot of her role is also to just keep saying no to Diana or push Diana or whatever. So she is in the service of the plot and in the service of the other character, but mm for her to sort of despite all of that like these are literally the things that she's saying and the things that she's doing so despite all of that to find this character and to give her such verb and such humor and all of these things and make her so watchable um i think she i think she did 
an amazing job in this movie. Yeah. Um, like I it love- made me excited for a True Detective. I've never watched a season of True Detective, but I <laughs> will watch Jodie Foster's season. Yeah. Yes. Um, and like the thing that when we were watching, and you know, let's talk. We can talk about Oscar because I think this is one of those movies that. It's whole marketing is about Oscar. It's about these actresses that are going to get nominated for the Oscar. So go see the movie. Um, and so the whole thing is about awards. That's how this movie is being sold. And it's just like they knew that even I think when they were making it because everybody gets an Oscar clip. Like there's a whole con- convoluted past history thing about Diana and I had, and, and then that's always played with this younger character when she was a teenager. But then they and then suddenly boop, 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 they give Annette Benning, the scene where she has to explain that trauma as, and you know, I don't want to like minimize Diane Nyad's trauma, but it's also sure. a very sort of like baby scene where you have a character as an older character speak about the trauma that they had in younger age. And that's actually was my maybe least favorite of, of um, Annette Benning scenes, just because she, everything else was just funny and hilarious and on point. And this was like, oh, this is the Oscar clip. Um, Mm. And Jodie Foster has her own Oscar clip where she like um, tells Diana often that she's not going to support her anymore or go or be her coach anymore. Obviously, she comes back um, because we know that Diana did cross or at least she Mm -hmm. says she crossed. There's a lot of stuff online where she says she didn't cross. Yeah, yeah. And that's a lot. You don't know if that's true or just people don't like her because she's unlikable. But (laughs) and also, I think I think a little turfy is what I've been catching up on. Yes. Which I'm, you know, not enthusiastic about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we'll just keep talking about Annette and Jody because <laughs> um, we haven't done enough research about the real people really to say yeah. whether they are actually, whether they did this or not, or whether they're turfs or not, whatever. Um, and also, okay, well, this is maybe something else to consider about this film is that unique, I think, among a lot of the biopics we've seen recently is that it incorporates real footage of diana when Mm. she was younger so it's Mm -hmm. like it's not like they hired like someone to play middle like 20s 20 year old diana they just use real clips of her like in interviews and on johnny carson and things like that yes which i actually kind of liked i thought that worked really well did you like that yeah, it worked fine. Like, obviously, she doesn't look like um, Annette Benning or the no. actor who plays Diana as a teenager. They're no. very distinctly three different women. But it also it also worked. It's fine. Like, yeah, like it was it. It worked within the movie. Um, let me go back to what I was saying about Oscar. So anyway, sure, I, sorry, I sort I of took, took a tangent off. I, I, I'm the one who took the tangent and started mentioning the real people or whatever. But anyway, the, the Oscar clip for Jody is that thing where she like refuses to be the coach, right? And then even Reese Evans, who I think Ifans, is it Reese Ifans? I need to. I don't know. Uh, maybe. You know, we need to do that thing where you go on YouTube and see how do you say this? I need. To, I should have done that about. About I need to do that about like everybody. I'm terrible at pronouncing things. It's yes. really bad. I just realized it's Jacob Elordi and not Elrodi or whatever it is I was calling him. <laughs> you were right. Anyway, back to see another tangent. Um, Reese Reese Efons also gets like an Oscar clip because suddenly his character is dying of cancer, which is you know the true man, the true. The real life person he's based on, that really did happen to him. So he gets this big scene where he confesses that he's dying and has cancer and whatever. And I'm like, 
all. And be surprised if like the Golden Globes nominated him or someone nominated him too, or you know, the AARP or whoever. The Somebody's AARP. gonna nominate. <laughs> they do give awards. Somebody will yeah. nominate him because he has such a clip. Like it's ready made to, to be someone to be like, oh my God, Reese Evans. I'm putting him on my ballot. Um, and the film has has that quality. The other thing I think it's going to get nominated for is makeup because those jellyfish did a job on an Ed Benning's face. And the makeup artist really did a good job, I think, with, with the makeup. And yeah, just the, the sun, the salt, water. the salt water and the sunburn and all of these things. Obviously, Ed Benning didn't spend three days in the water, but... When we get to the end and she comes out of that scene in Cuba, which is a clip that's already making the rounds, um, mm. you can see that. I mean, and it's also just job. very funny. That is yes. a very funny scene. <laughs> yes, it's very funny. So <laughs> um, I enjoyed this. I, I can't believe that nobody else thinks it's camp because I think it's high camp. Because, well, I think a lot of people are taking it really seriously. Yes. And I just simply can't. Like, it was yeah. so much it was a lot yeah like it's and and you calling it guignol i think it's also very true because it's two older actresses we love Mm -hmm. fighting being friends going swimming talking about other women gossiping um it's just so much fun every time they were on screen i was having so much fun i was having fun with recognizing all the oscar clips i was having fun just laughing with Annette Benning because the way she plays this woman was just so funny to me. But these yeah. are not the things that people admire about movies. Exactly. And I do think, I mean, I feel like thus far we've kind of framed it as like a viable contender in mm-hmm. some ways. And I'm not convinced that it is. Maybe like in a year, like there have been some very poor years recently where I could see something like this, like a legacy nomination sneaking through. Mm-hmm. But I just think this year is so strong that I would be surprised if Annette Benning was nominated. Mm, see, I disagree with you. And I think sometimes- We can make the bet. We can make the bet. Well, let's make the bet. You said, Annette, is Jody getting nominated? No. Okay, so neither of them are getting nominated, according to you. Yeah, I'm going to say they're both going to get nominated and I'll tell you why. Sometimes okay. it helps if you're Jodie Foster and it helps if you're an Ed Benning and your friends in Hollywood who has worked with you for 40 years heard that you have this movie that's up for awards and they're just going to nominate you whether they saw the film or not. And the other thing, if mm-hmm. they saw the film and they're your friends and they love you and they've worked with you, they're just going to think you gave the best performance anyway so i think i mean i know that's part of it i think if (laughs) one if one is more likely than the other it's jodie foster no 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 no. you can't backtrack i'm holding you back to say those are not not backtracking (laughs) i'm not backtracking i'm saying i think neither of them will get nominated but if one if i had to pick one i think jodie foster would get nominated yeah i mean jodie foster has like the easier character to love for sure and she's like yeah so i agree with you there but i think both are getting nominated just by what's the bet what's the the bet bet is um if they both get nominated or at least one of them gets nominated i win obviously if neither get nominated, you win. Oh, so you get to win in both cases? No. I think that's not fair. You get to win if if both of them get nominated. 
Okay, I get to win. We'll make it. I get to win okay. if both of them get nominated or Annette only gets nominated. If okay. it's only Jody who gets nominated, then nobody wins. But if no one gets nominated, you win. Okay, I think I should win if only Jody gets nominated. Then. You were just said two minutes ago you're not backtracking. <laughs> no, but how come you get to win though if Annette gets nominated? Because and I... not Jody. Hello, did you not listen to the beginning of this podcast? I started with a five-minute monologue about how amazing Annette Benning is. Okay, well, even though the the cards are heavily stacked in your favor, I will accept this bet. You know uh, what? I, I want to know, know what's on the table, though. I don't know. We need to figure something out. What's on the I table? Know. It has to be something fun. Yeah, um yeah. uh that the loser needs to do, but we'll have to figure it out. So we'll keep this going and, and maybe next week or the week after we'll okay, yeah. Start we'll put the terms. consequences. Yes, consequences, fun consequences for sure. Yeah. Um, so by happenstance, I managed to see two Annette Benning Oscar nominated performances this week. Um mm. I was um the other day I was Sunday night. I forgot we have the Gilded Ages back. So Philip was cooking and he's like, can you just put something on TV? So I put on Netflix. If I had remembered the Gilded Ages back, I would have put that on. So I put on Netflix and it served me American Beauty. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. So we put on American Beauty, which I watched and I found to be extremely homophobic. Um, I don't oh, remember yeah. it <laughs> oh, that yeah. homophobic. But, um, but and that was also it's like a naiad performance she's very funny because she decided to go against this stupid movie and do whatever it is that she wants and then we were talking about how wonderful annette is and we're like let's watch the kids are all right and oh my god izzy that movie's so I good i love that movie it's so amazing like that movie that is movie. just 10 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10 all the yeah. characters are just right all the yeah. performances are so good and it just feels so real. And Annette is so wonderful in it, like from the very beginning. Um, and I, I'm, you know, this was probably because before memes, but when she says to Mark Ruffalo, you're an interloper. I mean, like, how did that not become this, the biggest meme in the world? Because she's so good. But <laughs> that also, really this is free meme, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, so just. Julianne Moore is so good in that movie, too. Totally. She's great. Mia Vashikovsky is amazing. Mark Ruffalo is so sexy, but also just plays, you know, that person, you know, that man who's like never grows up or whatever. Oh, he's so good in it. Um, speaking of Mark Ruffalo, I saw him last night. He's, he produced a documentary, mm -hmm. um, Lakota nation versus the United States. Did you see that? No, not yet, but it, I will see it soon. Yeah. Um, so he did a Q and a with the filmmakers last night, which I mm. went to and it was very good. Um, but I thought that was cool that he like threw some Marvel money to like a good, <laughs> like an actual good thing. Yeah, totally. Uh, yes. But yeah, so see that if you have an opportunity to see that. I think it's with IFC Films. Yeah, yes. But anyway, it just proves that Annette Benning is one of our best. I mean, we already knew yeah. that. But to see her like give these three performances was in the same week, one after another. I was just like, she's wonderful. She's marvelous. And you know what? She's obviously not my, like we talked last week a little bit about best actress with Emma Stone and Kaylee Spaney and Sandra Huller and, you know, all these names. And even though 
I wouldn't put Nayad at the best of her performances, but you know what? I will not be mad if she wins. Let's go. I am announcing it here. Even though I love Sandra Huller and I think she gives the best performance of the year and I saw Poor Things again and I think Emma Stone does amazing things in that movie. I'm 100% behind the net. And I know that her biggest hurdle, because you said it, is the nomination. But once she gets that nomination, let's go, Annette. She's unstoppable. This is so bold of you to say. (laughs) And I'm so proud of you for taking this bullet for I, I mean, <laughs> for Annette. I, I didn't say that she was going to win. I just said I'm behind her. I'm 100% I mean, behind her. behind her. We all love her. <laughs> I think it's just, it's a little sad. I would be a little sad in the sense of like, I always want people to win for something that feels really triumphant and doesn't feel like it's a gesture as opposed mm. to like an achievement, even though it is like an achievement built up over many years Um, so that would be a a little sad but obviously you know who who could be mad at Annette Bening winning an Oscar you know she's gonna give an amazing speech she's gonna give such an amazing speech I'm already just excited about her speeches you know hopefully that by the time you hear this the strike is over um yeah and we well that's another thing yeah I I mean mean, are the Oscars even gonna I mean, obviously the other guilds like exist, but yeah. um, it would be nice of the Academy to like take a stand in favor of its striking members yes. and not have a ceremony if this is still going on. Well, you know, they won't do that because it's like 30 million or however much it's their whole budget comes from that I know. show. I know. So, so they're not going to do that. But anyway, um, I think we had a good time at Nyad. I think people are going to have a great time at Nyad over Netflix. If you're going with family to Thanksgiving, it's a perfect movie to put on with your parents. It's so good. Unless your parents are homophobes. But otherwise, it's the perfect movie. I will say, though, it's like not even really a gay movie at all. Aside from the fact when when they're like, yeah, we used to date. And then Jodie Foster just looking absolutely gay. Like, there's really nothing... um, gay about it yeah and that's another reason what you know another way this movie kind of falters a little bit it should have been gayer yeah i agree i do think it should have been gayer i mean you like you said jodie foster is bringing all the gayness to it but we need it's, more. it's we need wild more. like there is such a physicality to it where it's just like she doesn't really have to do anything it's just simply like her jawline and her hands are telling you everything you need to know yeah. do you know what i mean and the way she's she talks it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think also that like a good warning going in is like, don't, I don't think take it seriously is what I'm saying. If you're going yeah. into it. Yeah, don't take it seriously because then you won't have fun because then you'll see all the faults in the script, all the faults in the filmmaking. Just look at Annette and then look at Jody. Yeah. I think you'll have such a good time with those Agree. two. <laughs> Agree. Oh, um... well, fabulous. So this is our show for this week. We have the big bet. We're going to see if Annette is an Oscar nominee or not. We def- I definitely think the actresses will get nominated. So let us know. Are you Team Mortada or Team Izzy? Are you Team Annette yes. and Jody or Team No Noms? <laughs> and to be clear, I'm saying this out of much love for them, just in terms of what the field looks like this year. Yes. You know? No. Yes. Yes. We get it. We all love it. Who who doesn't love Annette Benning and Jodie Foster? Like there must be some crazy person out there who doesn't, but not on this podcast. <laughs> They're wrong. 
Anyway, I think we had a good time with this episode. Hope you've enjoyed our conversation. And until next time, you can find the show on I Am Picture Show on Twitter and Instagram. I am on Twitter at ME underscore says. I don't even know if people are still go to Twitter and on Instagram at Mortada underscore E. And I am, um, <laughs> what am I? I'm BK Rewind on Twitter and BK underscore Rewind on Instagram. Um, and I'm going to also post the clips that we have been putting up on um, TikTok too. So find me on TikTok at BK Rewind. All right. Sounds great. Until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>